Okay. And we're off. Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of the Tease Me with a Parlay podcast. I'm your host, Alex Mayer. It is NFL Divisional Round. Come on. Playoffs. Yes, I am sir. here with Xander, and I am here with Nick. It's great to be with you guys today. Yes, sir. Great to see your beautiful faces. Yeah, looking awesome. forward to uh, talking about the divisional matchups. Let's go. Me too. Me too. We got a lot to talk about. Um, thank you for giving us a listen. We really, really appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter at AxePix, and you can find us on TikTok at AxePix1. We did a um, college football recap episode um, a week or two ago. That was me, Xander, and Nate just wrapping up the college football season. And we talked about the uh, NFL wildcard round last weekend. And um, now we are getting into the divisional games. Today, we're going to chit-chat. We're going to talk a little bit about last weekend and then get into the games this weekend. Um, Xander... I always like to start things off with you um, because you create the outline and you are the engine of this podcast. What the <laughs> hell is up, man? Oh, man. Uh, not too much. It's been an eventful weekend, especially for this pod. 2-0 and for the home squads, even though technically Green Bay was not home, but home to this podcast. Yes. Yep. So that's a uh, – that was exciting, and I was, uh, you know, not – uh, not saying one thing or the other. I was rooting for both teams with all my heart. There was no uh, ill will towards either one. So it's good to uh, be back still talking about teams that we are very uh, invested in. And uh, I will say that um, Nick, just before this pod, said that he's staying at home and watching it. I think I have a, a new home at the Lions Bar because I ended up going... Didn't see anyone that I knew from the the four or five times I've been up there this season. Uh, was lucky enough to get a bar seat. I was there two hours before the game. Very nice. And uh, I was wearing a Pavel Datsuk home Red Wings jersey to rep the city of Detroit. And uh, my bar seat was quite literally the center of the bar in front of the biggest TV there. Nice. So every time there's a huge play, I'm just like standing on my bar seat, just like Datsuk's the center. <laughs> and uh, now, uh, now uh, I've got to go back for the entire playoff run uh, with the lucky jersey, or I will be doing a disservice to Lions Nation. Yeah, I I personally appreciate that. Um, did you also go to a Packers bar? Uh, for a couple minutes, Sydney wanted to watch Packers game and she had some friends up there already. So it was closer for me to Uber from that particular bar to Midtown because she, uh, got picked up by her coworker. So what I was at the Packers that? bar. Isn't it Nobles. in the East? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Yeah. yep. It was, uh, I mean, both bars were fucking raucous. Uh, we got to the bar when Packers just went up 14 nothing, um, And so I was there for uh, pick six. Uh, and then also just the, uh, yeah, they went up 27 nothing. 
I mean, it was louder than fuck down there. And then get to the Lions bar two hours early. It's already almost at capacity. Wow. Uh, obviously, obviously, you cut off the whole front area because it's about to snow. So some of the people that overflow into the patio yeah, are cramming inside. It's a little smaller to paint the, the viewer's picture. It's about, uh, I don't know, seven or eight booths along the wall, three tables in the middle, and then one long table that can probably seat 16 people and then there's probably like 16 bar seats everyone else is standing they just have sliders it's a uh it's a detroit bar for sure <laughs> it's a dive yeah uh but yeah it was electric yeah it's sick yeah you're sending those pictures of you there and i was and i was like that that that'd be a really good atmosphere to be in it was. Did they? Uh, did and, they still have the? Did they still have the drink specials at the at the bar? Oh yeah, dr- drink specials. And now the Lions uh, faithful, whoever like gets it together, like every time the Lions are in the red zone, just a for those listening, there's a Honolulu blue shot that they make, and every touchdown they score, you're given a, a plastic glass um, pregame. They pour you a free shot. And so anytime the red zone, there's a blue shot chant that starts up. <laughs> Just blue shots, blue shots. Uh, it's a, uh, it's nice to have bars still like that in this expensive ass city that are just giving Absolutely. away shots. Absolutely. And then Nick, you were at the game. I was in Detroit. <laughs> I was in Detroit for the game. It wow. was nuts. It was a great experience. Um, it was cold as hell. Thank God. The, thank God they're in a dome stadium. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was sick. It was my first crazily my first game at Ford Field. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was sick. We got into the stadium right when the gates opened. They opened up a little bit early. They're supposed to open at like 530. I think they opened at 525 or something. We got in, went like right to the like first row right by the tunnel just saw all these guys coming out um we saw stafford like going back into the tunnel um barry sanders was right was like right in front of us it it was it was so sick and then the actual game was nuts you don't really think about it but it's really exhausting being at one of those games like being a fan (laughs) because when they're on defense you're just standing and screaming the whole time like there's just like i was i was wearing a sweatshirt under my amon rogers you know i was like hot pulling my sleeves up but it was (laughs) you lose your voice like right away yep um it was so damn sick though and obviously they won so everyone was just on cloud nine um once they're in the victory formation the last two minutes a lot of high fives a lot of jared goff chants um (laughs) yeah it was it was awesome I, i couldn't have asked for a better game did you get to check out the tailgate scene so we um we checked into our hotel at like 10 o'clock and then we went to, have you ever had buddies pizza? It's right by the stadium. No, but okay. So it's like this Detroit Detroit style pizza. So we were there for a couple hours, ate, we were drinking. And then we went to this bar pretty close to buddy. We, we tried to get it going into tin roof, um, but they were charging a cover and it was already packed like pretty early. So we're like, no, let's do that. So we went to this bar kind of by buddies which was also really close to the stadium um and we were just there for like 
hours in the afternoon. And then we just went from there to the stadium. So we didn't like tailgate, you know, in the tailgating sense. But yeah, I mean, we were just like at a bar close to the stadium. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, it was it was buzzing. It was buzzing down there. Man, I can't imagine. How was the uh, I mean, did you see any of the of the uh, quote unquote celebrities there? Detroit Don, super fan. Did you see any no. of the the wackos? No, I actually we actually didn't. Um, no, I mean, just besides just like, I mean, when we first got into the stadium, yeah, just when we saw like Barry Sanders and like just some other like Lions people that were just like right there, the sideline reporters and everything. Um, yeah, were you but on no, the I Pepsi side? I was on like, a, like the opening of the stadium and there's a huge Pepsi bottle. Uh, yeah, I think, I think we're on that side. It was just like the side we, we just walked in and then we just like pretty much went into the first section we possibly could. And it was right by the tunnel where all the players were coming. Out. Oh, yep. 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 Yeah. So, yeah, we so that's the opposite side there. of the, of the psychos. Yeah. yeah. I mean, although did you have, I mean, first half con- couldn't have gone any better. And then they only scored three in the second half. And uh, I know we'll get into this the recap, but. I mean, was it just in your mind or did you stay positive of like, oh, here we fucking go again? And of course, it's my first game here. Yeah, I I was I was trying. I told myself I was going to be like positive the whole game because when I watch <laughs> it by myself, I'm, I mean, I'm like pissed a lot of the time. Like when they're not doing shit, I get pissed. <laughs> and so I was trying. I mean, there there was definitely a time like they were on defense. Everyone standing up. They gave up a, like another big play and like might have been the end of the third quarter or like early fourth. And I just sat down. Like I was sitting down, everybody and everyone's like standing around me. Cause I'm just like, God damn it. They can't stop the pass. Like they, like they just can't, they're giving up these big plays. Um, overall, I was pretty, I was, I was pretty positive. I mean, I was like, well, you know, I'm here just like, you know, be a fan, like you're at the game and try to contribute. So yeah, I mean, but overall I was pretty, I was, I was, I, it was actually kind of weird. I was less nervous being at the game than when I watch it on TV. I don't know why. That's fair. I wasn't like nervous. I was just like, let just watching it. Yeah, I Thank think you. you're more involved. You're not like yeah. I'm sure when your commercial breaks go on, you're texting. You're yeah. just fucking yeah. fuming, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like mm-hmm. in the stadium, you're just like you're present. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, like when, when there's timeouts and stuff, there's usually stuff going on in the field or on the screen and you're just, walk, you know, you're looking at that and stuff. So, um, yeah, dude, but I didn't even know. So after we got back to our hotel after the game, like I didn't know Stafford was even remotely hurt. I didn't know he, he banged up his oh, hand. Shit. I didn't know he got knocked out. Like I didn't even know he went to the blue tent. But it was it's so funny because I saw Carson Wentz like running up and down the sideline, stretching and all this stuff. And I'm thinking in my head, like, cause I just, I just don't like Carson Wentz anyway. I'm like, what is this show doing? Like, why, why is he running up and down the sideline? It didn't even like remotely occur to me that Stafford, I guess, could have been hurt. But until I was laying in the hotel room bed and we were watching sports center and they, and they showed, they showed Stafford get knocked out. They showed his hand. I was like, Holy shit. I had no idea that was even going on. I thought he was completely healthy. It's crazy. Cause he was still slanging that thing. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's he, he's a stud. I mean, he just he just is. He's a tough motherfucker too. But yeah, I yeah. I thought that was hilarious. It's just kind of those things you don't really you don't get when you're at the game. You don't see that little like 
that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was like kind of similar to when I was at the Packers Cowboys game in the 2014 divisional when the Dez caught it, didn't catch it ball, you know, game happened. And I didn't realize the magnitude, like how big of a play. I, I know it was a big play, but like yeah. how much it was really talked about uh-huh. until after the game. Yeah. To like being there. Yeah, definitely. Um, Damn. I mean, that's a pretty seminal moment in your Packers fandom to be at that game specifically. I agree. Definitely. That's crazy. Definitely at the top, if not, if not the number one. You were in Iowa City when you bought those tickets. <laughs> we were free gaming. And Mayor was like, I didn't want to go to the Packers Cowboys game with me. And our friend Tim said yes. <laughs> and then it, and Mayor went to the game. How yeah. fucking far of a drive is that? It's a true story. Well, I was uh I was uh at U- UWM, so Yeah. It was only it was only an hour and a half, two hours for me, but Tim Swing had to drive up to Milwaukee and then, you know, go up go up to the game with me in Green Bay. So Oh fucking Swingy. I think that drive from Milwaukee to Iowa City is like five hours. I don't think it's too bad. Yeah, it's Maybe. not terrible. Okay. Um well, great. Um Getting into uh, the recap of uh, just last weekend's games here. We'll start. Uh, we'll start at the top with uh, the Browns and uh, the Texans. Let me pull up the final score here. I think it was like Te- forty-four to nineteen. That was a blowout. Texans forty-five, Browns fourteen. Um, fourteen. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Browns. The game started off very close and very competitive. Like the Browns took a 14 to 10 lead. And um, and then the Texans answered, I think, on the very next play on that like uh, little dump off pass to Brevin, Brevin Jordan or yeah. Jordan Brevin, the tight end. And he like ran for 75 yards. And you already knew you had a crazy game on your hands. And um, I, th- I think we'd all agree that the game really flipped when it was 24 to 14 and Flacco. Flacco threw that interception when the Browns were driving and it ended up getting returned for, for a touchdown to make it 31 to 14. Um, but uh, obviously on the Texan side, my takeaways is CJ Stroud is unbelievable. And uh, Nico Collins is such a dog and um, they're a dangerous team right now. Yeah. Stroud hasn't thrown a pick since the first week of November. Nine touchdowns and zero interceptions in the last two months. Uh, I mean, it's unprecedented numbers for a rookie. And it's not like he's a game-managing rookie either. He's fucking slinging that thing around the yard, too. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's stunned. They, I mean, they have found, like, some run game to help him out because the pass attempt numbers have definitely dropped from the beginning of the year. But, uh, yeah, we'll see if they have any chance against Baltimore. But they looked super good against Cleveland. Yeah, they did. Nico Collins, he's just he's been a stud. Um, I feel like every time someone catches the ball, it's him on the Texans. I I wasn't able to watch a ton of this game. I was while I was actually on my way to uh Toledo while this yeah, while this started. So I was watching on my phone a little bit and I saw when it was close, and then I like just missed the Flacco pick six, and then after that I just didn't even I was like, Well, this this game's over. I was on Brown's money line, so that was a loser. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Nico and uh, uh, D'Amico Ryan's for keeping him in. Uh, got got us to six receptions at the buzzer. 
his last his last drive that he was in because they were up so big gets a five yard out route and nice. uh, we hit six on the over five and a half so shout out shout out nico and that over was probably man it looked like we were starting off hot on the card because <laughs> i owe two for a two and oh and then it's just a grind from there on out yeah and on the browns side of things man the defense really uh let the team down in my opinion i mean sure the offense could have not thrown a pick six on on that drive to kind of kind of really put the nail in the coffin there but the browns defense i was expecting a better performance from that defense and i'm aware that they have struggled more on the road this year than you know than they've played at home they played a lot better at home but very disappointing um from the from the browns defense yeah that was my whole angle i was i was just like well defense travels and i know they haven't played as as good on the road but still it still travels it's cj stroud's first playoff game the texans really as a whole like they're a young team, new coach. And yeah, my whole angle was up. Oh, the Browns defense will will prevail for him. And they just got smoked. So good for the Texans. Yeah. I mean, I wrote this down. I can't believe it didn't get talked about, but I mean, just resting Joe Flacco. You guys think that was the right move? Week 18, or I mean, he didn't play a full season. Yeah. 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 It's it's tough. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. We're like, well, okay, maybe it, maybe now it didn't look great. But I, the Browns' defense or the Browns' offense was fine at the beginning of the game. I mean, they were scoring. I don't know. It's it's so weird. Week eighteen, you, you can look at it. You can look at it multiple ways. I don't know. Um, I don't have a. I, mean, I, I don't, I don't think that's the reason why they lost. I, I guess I'll say I don't think that's the reason why they lost. I, it's a good question. Yeah, I don't think many teams in the league were beating Texans that day. I don't know. They just were clicking on all cylinders, too. Yeah. So. Uh, next game on Saturday was the Dolphins uh, against the Chiefs. Chiefs beat the Dolphins uh, very soundly uh, by a score of 26-7. to um, On the cock. On the cock. <laughs> That's right. Um, damn, I will say, I, you know, I have streaming, like YouTube TV and Peacock. You know, I don't have cable. And the picture, the picture picture quality was so so nice uh, in that game i don't know if it was because it was kind of like cold and it just made things clear but or if it was just a great picture but it was it was a beautiful picture i gotta say <laughs> I, I i don't watch it anything i watched was on my phone uh, because we were <laughs> at the hotel in toledo and they didn't have any like they, they had a couple bars in the hotel and they didn't have peacock so just sitting at the bar phone propped up watching but yeah, thoughts, like, thoughts yeah, on the I mean, game. It was brutal. Um, it was so fucking brutal. It was bad football. Uh, you'd think this game is sadly completely different in Miami, but I mean, you just can't have the these guys got to like practice. You got to go somewhere cold and practice. Like this can't be an excuse if you're gonna actually want to win a Super Bowl. Like, uh, it's pretty sad, but the other thing that just, and I'm sure you guys have seen me tweet this out. I mean, this can't be sustainable. They can't have these shit on Peacock. I mean, chiefs just pick up a first down. I pull up my phone to live bet. It. It's third and five on my phone. Oh, and it's like, yeah. and it's not from behind third and five. They're already two plays ahead. Mm-hmm. So the live betting aspect was fucking brutal. Um, with this only being streaming. 
uh, it, it's just giving away. And yeah, that was my, uh, outside of the chiefs winning, that was, that was my biggest, uh, uh, hang up with this game. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I didn't even try to live bet, but, um, yeah, I was on the dolphins, unfortunately, cause I was on the chiefs the entire time, entire week. I was thinking in my head, I like the chiefs and then I changed to the dolphins and <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it played out exactly how I thought it was going to play out. Um, dolphins were going to be trash in the cold and that's exactly what happened Two a, two a malfunctions. They just look gross. The chiefs were the play the whole time. Um, Honestly, I don't even have too many thoughts on it. Yeah, I I agree with that. I felt Chiefs all week, and then I ended up changing to the Dolphins uh, on game day. And I just thought the Dolphins were going to be able to run the ball more effectively. Um, they didn't. Mostert never really got going. Um, A-Chain never really got going. And I thought the play calling from the Dolphins was um, just not it. I mean, it just felt like, Whenever they needed to do something, they did the opposite of what they should do. Like as far as like run or pass or creative. I don't know how many times they tried that fucking screen to like like moster, <laughs> like come like lined up at the wide receiver spot. Um just really bad from the Dolphins. Really bad offensively specifically. I actually thought their defense I give their defense like props. I thought they played a pretty good game given all of their injuries that they had on that side of the ball. Um, thought they really kept them in the game. They limited the Chiefs to field goals in the red zone. Um, and then from the Chiefs standpoint, hey, they just they did what they needed to do. They they played a good game offensively and defensively. Pacheco ran the ball pretty well. Rasheed Rice is a really good player. Travis Kelsey's fallen off a little bit, but he doesn't suck completely. Still can be a difference maker. Um yeah, nice win for the Chiefs, but really disappointing offensive performance from the Dolphins. Uh, that was kind of my takeaway from that game. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'll also add that uh, I waited till the end. I just started watching the hard knocks in season uh, with the Dolphins. And, uh, man, I shouldn't have watched that. Should not have watched it. I like McDaniel. Uh, and... Uh, I just should have just kept my own opinion. Didn't need like any to go look for any sort of validation, but like I fucking, you could just tell like he's, he's too much of a player's coach right now. He's just, oh man, he's just too much of a player's coach. He seems like a really great guy and uh, everything's just hunky dory. It's the ultimate flash team where we've watched this league for 25 years. And like you see, these teams with sick offenses win games at the beginning of the season, but when it gets to January, it's like they're nowhere to be found. Yeah. They can't travel. They can't win anywhere. And uh, once that mentality gets kind of built into the culture, I think this team could be dangerous, but man, uh, you got to do it pretty quickly. So do you guys uh, think they can, they, they can win with Tua? Do you think he's a I do. Super Bowl quarterback? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think they can win with Tua. I think it's I think it's possible, but I also it's it's just alarming whenever he gets in these you know kind of like cold weather games or just some weird situations. He all he's just like always trash. And you're just like, man, what's 
what's going on. Like you're going to have to overcome. You're going to have to be able to overcome some adversity sometimes. I think he, I think he is good enough to win a Super Bowl. And if you, if you, if you put guys around him, like they, they have on their offense, but it's interesting. I thought I don't know I, about I, when I saw, I don't know if I'm making this up. I thought I saw something. The, <laughs> the dolphins could be interested in like taking one of the quarterbacks this year um in the draft i don't know if i'm making that up though if i actually or if that was a uh Yikes. real beat. yeah i mean the only issue i have with him is if you like watch it you'll once i say this you'll probably like be like oh yeah that's right he's like since his alabama days i mean he is such a by the book quarterback you just see him you never see him improvise mm-hmm. and all these other quarterbacks that you know find a way to win it just feels like he he only knows the playbook and that's it like doesn't mean he can't get through progressions, but he can't like extend plays. You never see him extend plays. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. agree. It's a good point. It's a really good point. Um, I think you can win with him, but man, the Dolphins, they just they got hit with the injury bug at the absolute Yeah, it sucks too. Well. Um, next game, Packers forty eight, Cowboys thirty two. This one was a <laughs> lot of fun for me. Wow. Packers, pure domination. Of the Cowboys. Um, yeah, I was really, really pleased. I thought the run game was good. I thought Jordan Love was excellent. Um, I thought the play calling was fantastic. There was receivers wide open all day, and Love was able to, you know, find them and distribute the ball to them effectively. Aaron Jones ran the ball uh, very well. I think that's his fourth straight game with over 100 yards rushing, um, which is crazy because the Packers' running game all season long has been trash um so mm-hmm. it's really come along at at the right time um and uh defensively yeah i thought the packers had another solid performance after uh you know after a very much up and down season on the defensive side of the ball uh probably more downs than ups um they they played pretty well on on sunday so overall not much more to say on my end than that i was extremely pleased the team is playing with house money right now, and it was awesome to to win. Yeah, I wasn't able to watch very much of it. Um, we were waiting in line to get into the stadium when the game had kind of first started. So I was seven nothing Packers. And then we got into the stadium and it was cool because they had the Packers Cowboys game up on the on the big screen. Oh, so, nice. you know, like, yeah, so we could like keep up with like what's going on. I wasn't watching it super close, though. Um, but the whole stadium was cheering for the Packers because the Packers won them. Then if the Lions won, they got another home game. So every time the Packers would score yeah. and make a play, everybody would erupt. And it was, it was pretty cool. And it was weird cheering for the Packers. Yeah. Um, but that's True. what everyone was doing. Um, love that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't have too much to contribute with this game, except, I mean, the Packers absolutely dominated them. And it was nice to see the Cowboys get fucked. I wanted the, uh, I wanted the Lions to do it to them, but at least somebody did it to them. Um, yeah. So yeah. Congrats, Mayor. So Thanks, I, I looked like, I looked like the sharpest guy in the world in this game. It was so perfect. Had the Packers plus seven, and then I had a bunch of Cowboy props. Like as soon as the Packers went up fourteen nothing, I just loaded up on CD Lamb over. And then had like some Brandon Cooks over, and that game script was just uh, Dak chucking the ball down the field. Yeah. So cleaned up pretty nicely uh, on those, and just comfortably having Packers plus seven as they go up twenty 
It's like, oh, 32 in the fourth. Just pay me, pay me my money already. Well, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the one thing I'll say though, the uh, you know, this is from an outsider's perspective of the just the game. It's, it's time for uh, the AP voters to fucking stop looking at interceptions. It's the second Cowboys cornerback in a row. Last year, Trayvon Diggs. This year, plan that led the league in interceptions and just got fucking torched by you know fucking who who on the Packers exactly. Uh, and it's because they get the ball thrown to them so much. That's why they're picking it off. Yeah, like a shutdown corner doesn't like doesn't get the ball thrown his way. So that was just like one grievance, just because Cowboys deserve a grievance. They they're a bad team, and Packers are coming into the form at the right time. Dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've 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 said this, but the Packers are exactly the, the like the team you always talk about. That's the most dangerous. They're they're hot. They're young. So like you know they don't really know what like what's going on. But they're just playing with house money, and they're like you can just you can kind of see them just progressing, and you're like, shit, these are the teams that you know make runs. So, great. I don't know. I've I have thoughts of uh, for the game on Saturday for sure. So we'll get sure. to that. Okay. Uh, next game: Lions. 24 Rams 23 uh <laughs> Nick is uh is the Lions fan um I'll let you kick things off with uh with your thoughts yeah um the the first half I won't say great but it was good because the defense was was giving up some points but the offense looked pretty unreal um first drive first three drives touchdowns golf I think was like 11 for 11 before his first incompletion. I mean, they were just moving the ball at will. There was, there was no issue moving the ball. Um, defense, like I said, it's just kind of the usual, just the, just the concern. The run defense was really good in the first half. Um, you know, they were really stopping Kyron, which, which I said, Hey, yeah, if, you, if you're able to stop the run it should help a lot, but weren't they, they just too many big plays, but yeah, I mean, 21, 17 at halftime. Um, and then they Lions scored three points in the in the in the second half. Luckily, it's a six. Um, and they won. But yeah, I don't know. I I I feel like the Lions. I feel like Montgomery should have gotten the ball more. It seemed like every time he touched the ball, it was a gain of five, and then he was just gone from the game for a while. Then he comes back in at the end, and he makes some huge plays, has some big runs. He had that catch to get the first first down, um, on that last drive before yep. their game winning first down he had that really nice move i feel like they they should have leaned on him a little bit more um but yeah it was just weird i it, it i don't know if you guys know this but the third quarter for the lions has been brutal all year so like going into the third quarter everyone's always nervous like oh what's gonna happen and um you know it's kind of the same thing when when it comes to the offense um badgley had a 54 yard field goal though which was beyond unexpected i would put my life on the line he was not gonna make that <laughs> and he banged it i mean he banged it that that would have been good from like 60 yeah um but i mean look overall i yeah, i mean i feel like i've been a little bit negative but i mean i'm thrilled you know like at the end of the day yeah the defense gave up some big plays some big pass plays but they only gave up 23 points against the Rams offense, which everyone was raving about all week. So, you know, kind of that bend, don't break mentality. I, I hate seeing the long, you know, the Puka touchdown, the 2-2 touchdown, but hopefully they can 
figure that out and clean that up a little bit. But I mean, overall, I'm thrilled. First playoff win in my lifetime. (laughs) Uh, It was, it was nuts being there. Um, So yeah, I mean, on to Tampa now, but yeah, that game was um, uh, thrilled with it. Love how everything came together. Um, Yeah. Did, did just enough to win. Yep. It's all that matters in January. Yeah, exactly. Just got to win. They didn't cover the spread, but whatever. Yeah, I wanted to wait for the recap, but um, yeah, I had a couple parlays that were, I mean, couldn't have gotten any sweatier. Uh, You didn't know, but uh, we all knew that Stafford, the injury looked bad. Yeah. And he's sitting there with 266, and in my parlay, I have over 270 and a half. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. He's sitting here five yards short after... It's only the third quarter, and he's about to end the game. And then Amon Ra had him over 100 yards. He was sitting at 99 yeah, until yeah, the last yeah. play of the game. Uh-huh. <laughs> I took yeah. your Amon Ra bet. Uh, yeah. If we would have got hooked, that would have been uh, yeah. a little bittersweet. But, yeah, I'll just echo everything you said, so we'll speed up past this recap and get into the games. But, man, what a game. Yeah, my thoughts were just – Keeping it quick. Thought the Lions got away from the run too much in the second half. Um, that they are, their offense really stalled out when they got away from the run, specifically Montgomery, in my opinion. Um, thought Hutchinson played a really, really nice game. Mm-hmm. Um, man, if you would have told me that the Rams would not score any points and you screenshotted them, I think they were at like the Lions' forty-yard line, about four minutes left in the game. It was like second and four. And then I think there was a penalty to to move him back. And then it was second and 14 and then third and 14. And then the pass to Puka where some people said it should have been a flag and other people said there was no flag. And then they end up punting. I think, um, wow, what a sequence. Yeah. So it was actually, it was actually third and four and they threw like, like he threw it like a screen, I guess, to the, to the, uh, running back but yeah there was a hold so then it, so the lions held them it was like fourth and four but then they accepted the penalties to make it third and 14 so yeah. some people were like should they accept it should they not but if they don't accept it i think the rams go for it on fourth and four in that in that situation so bring them back to third and 14 and then yeah there was the no you know, screw that you know they deserve like flags being held even if like it could have been pass interference they got screwed with that false start earlier in the game too um right before halftime so yeah oh i did want to i did want to ask you though what's this weird like a uh, my algorithm what has uncovered this weird sect of vikings fans just coming out of the woodward yeah and just like all they do is complain about, about the lions it's yeah. the weirdest like fan demographic i've ever seen weirdos um i don't know it it is weird. Uh, like, and then the Rams fans, dude, what I've been seeing on Twitter from Rams fans, I, it has been like absurd. They are the weirdest fucking people. Um, I've, I've been oh like muting God. Rams fans. Like they're, they're just complaining about everything. Um, but yeah. And the Vikings as well. I don't know what that is. I mean, it's a divisional thing. Lions beat them twice this year. Kirby Joseph hit uh, TJ Hawkins yeah. in ACL. I don't know. They're, weirdos too kelly 
Stafford makes up that story and then immediately walks it back. Like the Rams fans are just running for it. She (laughs) is so damn annoying. You knew she was going to have to say something about the game. Like, you know, know, oh, they were booing my kid. Shut the fuck up. Like, get out of here. Don't bring him on the field. Come on. What what I will say, this is this is new. This is new territory for me because the Lions, like, you know, good teams. This this is what happens, you know. You have fan bases that like hate on you. I mean, you guys have t- dealt with it like you're like hating on the Patriots, hating on the Packers. Um, no one's, you know, there's never really been like a rivalry hatred thing with fans and the Lions because they've just always been trash. It's like now they're good, <laughs> and you know this is this is what happens when you're good. There's gonna be there's gonna be haters. That's a fact. Very true. Um, next game going into Monday: Steelers Bills. Bills beat the Steelers thirty-one to seventeen after the game was postponed on Sunday. Um, look. I mean, the Bills got up on the Steelers super early. I think it was 21 to nothing before you could blink. Um, and all I really got to say is, like, I, I'll, I'll give the Bills I'll give the Bills props. Like, you always kind of expect the Bills to fuck up and get in their own way, even though they're this good team. And uh, really, for the most part, they took care of business and just played a, played a, played a good game, in my opinion. So I got to give them props for that. Yeah, I... I... Again, don't have too much to offer on this game. I was driving through the uh, Nashville snow during a lot of it, so I was just happy to be alive. <laughs> um, so yeah, I didn't. I I saw like a little bit of the second half, um, but yeah, I mean, props to the to the Bills for. I mean, they covered. They 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 did what they had to do. Won the game. Uh, so. Yeah, I was up at the Bills bar. I just like. Uh, yeah, the theme is that I like experiencing other teams' playoff environments. It just makes watching the game a little bit more fun. Uh, I mean, you could tell there is a, there wasn't any arrogance. You know, they, they knew it was all going to come down to beating the Chiefs. And that's really what this game was, is, you know, show up, don't, don't fuck up and let the Chiefs or the Steelers hang around by turning it over. And, like, they executed, and now they finally get the Chiefs in Buffalo. Yeah. So... Now they have no excuses not to get to the AFC Championship in the Super Bowl. I agree. Uh, before we move on, my quick question to you guys: Josh Allen, fair play or foul play on the fake slide? I I I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I mean, I just think he's he's like an uncoordinated, coordinated person. Like that's his yeah. juke. It didn't look yeah. like a fake slide. Yeah, I don't like it. It is so weird though, because you know, for defense is so damn hard already. And then if he does slide and, and you and you're going at him, then that's 15 yards. But then if he doesn't slide and you're not going at him because you're trying to avoid the flag, I don't know. It's weird. I don't really have a problem with it though. It's not. Remember Kenny Pickett's like fake slide when in yeah. college? Oh, yeah. It it wasn't like that. It wasn't that like exactly. fake. So that's why I don't have a problem with it. I, I mean, Allen's six five too. It's like if the defender still sees him almost three fourths of the way up, the refs aren't going to call that. It's like yeah. when their ass is already on the ground and like the defender then it's egregious. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's I kind of blame the defense for just terrible tackling there. Yeah. I think he got away with one. I think he. Ooh. I think he. Pulled, I think he pulled one on the Steelers defender, and 
And then, of course, when he slides later in the game and Miles Jack hits him, they call the 15-yard penalty. So. I know. It's it's tough. It's – yeah. I I guess I just didn't think, yeah, it was super egregious where it's like, oh, faked you out. Uh, I don't know. I didn't even think he was fake sliding in the moment. It took me until going on Twitter to see a video of like, oh, watch Josh Allen fake slide. I'm like – and then I watch it. I'm like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he kind of did. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even realize it in the moment yeah. personally. That's all right. Um. Final game, Buccaneers 32, Eagles 9. Any thoughts? Eagles were the deadest team in the whole world. I was on Bucks money line. Uh, man. I mean, yeah, I got in my own head. Oh, there he is. So he's back. God, yeah. Um, I don't know what yes, the sir. last guys, Um, but yeah, weren't the Eagles like 10 and 1 at one point? And so, I yep. mean, just how quickly that just fell off and Matt Patricia being their defensive coordinators <laughs> hilarious. And like, I've never liked Sirianni and Jalen hurts was he, he, he has to be hurt or something. I don't know. He, he was playing bad. AJ Brown didn't play They're, They were just dead and they lost. They got killed. Yeah. I got in my own head big time. As you guys saw in our pick em, just completely flipped. I had the perfect script free game bucks spread bucks, money line under, Last second, I change Eagles spread, Eagles money line over, go over three instead of three and zero. Oh. Uh, and we we talked about it last week. It's like uh, a lot of people would have thought like, oh, Eagles are ten and one, they're the better team. Uh, they're going to beat the the you know worst team on paper, the Bucks. And uh, it's like, well, people forget the number of times a team like the Eagles has limped in, and they just get fucking executed yeah and the whole thing gets blown up and that's exactly what we watched yep yeah i'll touch upon the bucks um when we talk about the lions game uh but as far as the eagles go i just don't understand why they didn't go into that game wanting to run the ball 30 times as opposed to just dropping a hurt jalen hurts back to pass in the pocket the guy can't move um and everyone out there sucks outside of Devontae Smith. I mean, Quez Watkins is probably the worst wide receiver in the NFL. <laughs> and I did bet him over 18 and a half receiving yards. That guy blows. Yeah. Um, but DeAndre Swift, 10 carries for 34 yards. Gainwell, four carries for three yards. Like, my recipe as the Eagles coach would have been to run the fucking ball co- constantly um, in that game. And they didn't have any interest in doing that. Yeah. So. And the defense has been suspect all year long. Yeah. After a great defense last year, like arguably the best defense in, in football mm-hmm. until they played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, okay. Well, uh, that was fun uh, to recap the yep. wild card games. Um, and uh, now we got the divisional rounds. We have uh, seven NFL games remaining until. Uh, until that yeah until that's the that's it we got seven games left uh four for this weekend two next weekend and then the super bowl um for what it's worth xander eight and five on his bets last week uh very nice week i went three and three nick went three and four um just uh one one was a plus money bet that i hit so you know i'm just just gonna throw that out there (laughs) (laughs) that's fair so 
we'll uh, we'll dive right into it as we've uh, you know done a lot of talking about the wild card round and, and banter and whatnot. So uh, the first game of this weekend is Texans at Ravens. We got the Ravens listed as a uh, nine and a half point favorite, I believe. Over under forty three and a half. This is uh, Saturday, three thirty p.m. Central Time. Whoever wants to start things off can take it. Yeah, I mean, this one's pretty easy for me. Going to find a way to bet the Ravens, although these teams did meet earlier in the season. Um, but just historically, teams that play in a dome that travel to cold weather environments, supposed to be twenty degrees, uh, do not fare very well two and six uh against the spread when the temperature is less than 30 degrees um on top of that i know lamar as the playoff uh black cloud over his head but i mean this ravens defense is so real this is roquan's squad on that side of the ball and he's a fucking freak of nature uh i like lamar the one thing he does have going for him is a trend Every he's played four playoff games, four and zero on the under. So, I don't think the Texans really score. I think uh, Ravens just dominate the run. Uh, I like something like uh, twenty-four to seven. Ravens cover and the under. Also, yeah, CJ Stroud over uh, passing attempts is my prop for this game. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't really disagree with anything that you said. I'm all I'll also be on the Ravens minus nine and a half. Um, yeah, just going to outside against the Ravens. I mean, it it would be pretty impressive if the if the Texans make this a game and they and they're able to like you know keep it close. Um, my score prediction is Ravens twenty seven, Texans thirteen. So I also do like the under as well. Um, my all this but especially if i if since i do think that the texans will be losing for a lot of the game i like cj stroud over passing yards third 237 and a half passing yards over um he did that against them in his in his in the first game of the season when they played i don't put too much weight into that but yeah i mean he's he's gonna be slinging it i think um so yeah, I like that bet. Yeah. Well said, Burns. Uh that's a good it's a good fact with the outdoor or with the dome team playing in a cold weather environment. I think it's going to be like pretty damn cold there on Saturday. I think the winds are expected to be about 15 miles an hour roughly throughout the entire game with gusts up to like 28 miles an hour. So, I don't think it's going to be very pleasant out there. It's going to feel pretty damn cold. Um I agree. That definitely gives the advantages to the defenses, and the Ravens have a very legitimate defense. So, I uh, I, I would probably lean under as well. I'm not so quick to discount this Texans team, especially catching that many points. I think they're dangerous right now, and a few plays here and there obviously can change change a game. Um, yeah, it should be it should be really interesting. I think. Uh, I think what this one comes down to is do you believe in the Ravens defense to to play to play a good game against the Texans and and really, you know, limit that side of the ball for Houston because they're coming in scorching hot right now. If you want a uh like a, a decent anytime touchdown score, 
this guy, he looked very good for the Rams on their run rehab. Lamar starts to trust him. Uh, Odell Beckham anytime TD plus two sixty. Something that I'll be I'll be eyeing up. See if Odell can get his playoff form back and I might have something a little bit bigger coming up in the next game if they advance. I could see a backdoor like situation. It. I could see I I could see the Texans having the ball like at, at the end of the game, just just doing some like hurry up stuff, driving down the field, touchdown, backdoor cover. It is a lot of points. Um but yeah. I think I'll probably have money on the Ravens minus nine and a half. The other and one other, sorry, one last prop. You know, we talked about at the top of the show. CJ hasn't thrown an interception uh, since uh, beginning of November. His interceptions odds you could find plus one fifty for one interception. I think that's really good value for a team that's going to pressure a young quarterback in adverse conditions. And it and if we if you think that they're going to be playing from behind, that's going to up the game script on passing. So. I think there's an opportunity. Not saying it's going to make the card, but just wanted to point out a plus number opportunity. It's a good look. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Okay. Um, next game, we got my Green Bay Packers uh, taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the spread in this one is nine and a half. Over under is uh 50 and a half so a pretty high number there and the last time i checked from a weather standpoint it, it looked like it was in the low 50s with potential rain showers no like real wind but maybe a little bit of rain i'm pulling up the weather right now to see what the updated forecast looks like for saturday um yeah it's still kind of up in the air on whether it's going to rain or not but um yeah, I'll I'll kick things off with, with this one. I mean, Packers are playing right now very loose, very free, and very good football. Um, the 49ers, in my opinion, are, you know, the best team in the league or the second best team in the league uh, next to the Ravens. But what version of the 49ers are going to show up, you know, with a week off? Are they going to be, like, super well-oiled and prepared? Or are they going to have a little bit of rust when that game starts? Um, I'll tell you this from like a Packers fan standpoint, I just love the confidence and the swagger that the team is playing with right now. Now, whether that translates to a win, I don't know. I'm going to be picking them to win this week. I oh. think, I think we can get the win. Um, <laughs> I I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling spicy boys. I'm feeling confident in my squad right now. You know, so, you should. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I mean, yeah, you you should be confident. Um, yeah, if I were a Packer fan, I'd probably be picking them too. I I mean, I like the Packers plus nine and a half. Um, my score prediction that I wrote down, 28-21 Niners. Um, but again, I feel like it could be a situation cool. where like Packers have the ball, end of the game, you know, see what happens. But no, I, I Packers are playing good. I said it earlier, they're... They're they're kind of like that the hot team that's just kind of rolling right now. I don't think really anybody wants to see them. Um, the Niners also like their main guys have really had two weeks off. Um, they didn't play that last week. I, I don't Purdy didn't play, and yeah. I don't CMC didn't play. And 
so you know, I feel like there there could be a little bit of rust there, and the Packers are coming in guns blazing. I don't know. You get a lead, get a lead early. Who knows what could happen? So, yeah, I mean, I like the Packers plus nine and a half. It would not shock me if they won. Um, I'm honestly kind of rooting for Lions Packers NFC Championship because that that would be pretty nuts. Obviously, winner to go to the Super another, Bowl and another home game for and, the Lions. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, this is definitely beneficial for the Lions home game for the Lions. Um, I, if if they win, but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I like the Packers. I don't have any props for the game. Uh, I haven't dove into it too much, but I do like the Packers plus nine and a half. Yeah, sorry to burst your bubble, Mayor. This is where the road ends. Um, I just, I feel like this is quietly a San Francisco team that's getting no hype. Possibly one of the best teams ever assembled on offense. Fun fact, shout out to Action Network. Niners favored in all 17 games. Uh, it's only 21st team to do that ever. Um, and it's fared pretty well uh, for those teams. Uh, outside of that, uh, this team has to feel like it's cheated. Um, not for anything, just by luck. Uh, as, as, we all rem- as we all remember or forget last season, uh, I mean, they lost the Eagles by less than one score with fucking Josh Johnson in a quarterback in 2023 uh, with basically the same nucleus of a team. They almost had CMC taking quarterback reps. So you have to wonder, did this team have a healthy QB position? Uh, would they be the defending Super Bowl champs? So this has to feel like kind of a uh, a get-back situation. Nothing against the Packers, just against the NFL as a whole. A couple props here um, that I definitely wanted to shout out. Uh, obviously, Packers looked a little bit more. Uh, they didn't really have to show their defense against the run last game because they got it to such a huge lead. The The Cowboys were just throwing the ball. Um, they were forced to throw the ball. So uh, I think CMC over rushing receiving 130 uh, is going to be something to keep an eye out. This is a little bit of a, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know what you'd call it. Not quirky, but you know, something you find when you dive in. Uh, Dontavian is that how you say his name? Yeah, Dontavian. Dontavian Wicks is over longest reception, seventeen and a half. That's hit nine straight games. Huh. And you have to ex- you have to expect that. You know, if you if you are going to be on the side of the Niners are going to be winning this game like I am, you you'd have to expect for um, Love getting the opportunity to air it out. And I mean, he has looked good throwing the ball, so it's not like he's just going to be, you know, fighting for his life airing it out. Um, he has responded well to pressure the last few games, and then we don't give these out often, but an under under Kittle receptions four and a half. Um. He's hit this number uh, 40% of the time in the last 10 games. Uh, hasn't really been close. And uh, you expect uh, the Niners not to focus in too too deeply. Uh, Packers have a pretty good linebacking core um, to trust that Kittle isn't going to be getting that ball over five times. Love it. Um, last thing I'll say on this one is I think I'll have a feel – and we'll all have a feel pretty early, like if the Packers 
I'm really curious to see what the Packers defense looks like against the Niners offense. I feel like I, I don't think they're going to shut them down, but they're going to need to slow them down and make some plays as they did to the Cowboys uh, in the first half of that game, you know, third downs, maybe get off the field, maybe, maybe force a turnover, maybe get a sack. Like you can't just be letting McCaffrey and Debo and IU can Kittle just like knifing through your defense, like hot butter. Otherwise they're going to lose. So yeah. I'm real curious to see how that plays out. Yeah. I mean, the, it's kind of similar to my mindset last week with the Rams, like the Niners are going to get theirs just because it's what they do. And it's the, the and the guys that have McCaffrey, Debo, IU, Kittle, like they're, they're going to have catches. They're going to get yards. It's got to be kind of like a bend don't break mentality. Like, you know, they're going to drive down the field a little bit, but if you hold them to three, that's a win every single time. So yeah, it'll be an interesting game. Yep. Uh, very, dumb very brain thought. I mean, the NFC seems unfair. Packers have to fly down to Dallas and then go all the way over to San Francisco. It feels like the AFC is just so uh, tightly packed. You know, obviously the, the Chargers are over there. Yeah. Uh, it's like that, but I mean, they're never threatening. It feels like you're you're always having to drag your ass out to San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like the AFC is much more compact. I gotcha. Yeah, like in distance right. traveled. Yeah. It's kind of like the it's kind of like uh is it the nhl with like the eastern conference and the western conference I feel yeah like have, well, i feel like i guess that's just the country and it's in the country as a whole you know the east is just more populated yeah well yeah, no the, just... the red wings used to be in the fucking western conference <laughs> aren't the blackhawks in the western conference no i mean yeah after they switched it yeah they are yeah blackhawks are but the red wings are not they're in the eastern conference yeah all right boys uh, next game on the slate, we got the Buccaneers taking on the Lions. Uh, the Lions are a six and a half point favorite, and the over under is 48 and a half. Uh, despite what that Tampa Bay Buccaneers reporter said, this game is being played indoors at Fort Field um, <laughs> Sunday at 2 p.m. I thought uh, I thought Todd Bowles handled that whole reporter situation pretty good. <laughs> um, I just feel like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll definitely start with this. Obviously, being the Lions fan, um, look, I'm the last thing I'm gonna be is is cocky or anything. But I mean, just the Lions should take care of business. The Lions should beat the Bucks. The Bucks are coming to Detroit, playing a divisional game. Um, I, I just the Lions are a better team. Um, they're they're very well coached, which is why I'm not super nervous about like a letdown spot of like oh they just like you know like where last week was their Super Bowl. Um, obviously everybody's human, so we'll see. Um, but I'm not too nervous about that being the case. Uh, and then I just I think they're going to sling the ball around. I mean I'm I I don't know a ton about the Bucks, but I listen, I've been listening to podcasts and stuff leading up to this week and reading articles and i mean bucks bucks pass defense just isn't very good lions pass offense is very good um so i think they're really going to rely on that um they'll also i'm sure you know get, get the run game going a little bit but these these two teams played earlier this year don't put a ton of weight into it but the lions did win that game in tampa um while missing a ton of guys uh jameer gibbs was out jonah jackson was out um 
David Montgomery got hurt during that game. Like Craig Reynolds was getting all their snaps. Uh, so they, they had a lot of injuries that came and they still won 20 to six. Um, Lions have a really, really big home field advantage. It's going to be massive. The, the, the Rams had to burn two timeouts in the second half last week because of the, because of the, the, the volume. And I trust the Rams offense like more than I would trust like Baker Mayfield and the, and the Bucks offense to be able to handle that, that kind of adversity. Um, but then, you know, on the other side, Bucks have playmakers, um, you know, they got guys and the lions have been just giving up a shitload of pass yards. Um, so it's something to be concerned about. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to give up, you know, too many big plays, give them too much yards. Cause that typically leads to points. Um, lions have been kind of like that bend don't break defense recently, but you know, you don't want to always rely on that. So um, we'll see also the bucks defense. I mean, I respect the bucks defense and they always bring pressure, bring pressure on third downs. Um, so We'll see Goff can hang in the pocket, find some guys, some quick passes. They got to be in third and manageables. You can't get behind the sticks early or else, you know, it's going to be very hard to come back on the Bucks defense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I do think the Lions should win, though. My score prediction is 30 to 17 Lions. So I also do like the under. Um, but, yeah, I just think the Lions pass. Pass game is going to be too much for the Bucks, um, but. I don't know. It's like weird for me to say this because like just the fact that it's the divisional game and I think they're going to win by by two scores. But I don't know. Got to be confident. Yeah, uh, I appreciate you pointing that out, too. Those are some of the notes that I had written down. Uh, the 20 to six win that was on the road for the Lions. It was in Tampa. Lions absolutely dominated through the air. Uh, Bucks held the Lions to one point eight yards per carry. But like you said, Montgomery got hurt in the second quarter. Gibbs was unavailable that day. Uh, only one turnover between both teams combined. Uh, that was Tampa. So uh, even in a game where there was no turnovers, Lions still find a way to win by two scores. Uh, Lions did control the clock over 15 minutes more than the Bucks. That's because of third down conversions. Uh, Lions 9 of 16, Bucks 2 of 12. Uh, one of the crazier stats I've seen from this game too. Lions had two first downs from rushing yards. And then the Bucks had zero first downs rushing. Two from both teams combined that game. That's so that's pretty <laughs> yeah, and this wasn't like a uh, pouring rain weather game either down in Tampa. The only thing that concerns me um is that third down. You can't expect the Bucks to go two for twelve. Uh, being in the final eight in the playoffs, they looked pretty good. No matter how bad the Eagles are, uh, a team just needs to get their confidence. And all of a sudden, uh, it's a one-and-done type league. Uh, I mean, minus six and a half just seems a little large for me in how hot this Bucks team has looked, especially with expecting uh, a team that's already seen the other. Uh, I just expect a sweat. I like the Lions to win. Uh, I think it's going to be a close one. Uh, I think they win by six, so that hook. So um, I think it's going to be 28-22. So gets us on the over as well, barely. But um, if the Lions don't, if they can't capitalize on that run game, you have to remember when the way they dominated through this air attack is back when Goff had like the streak for like 
he was close to breaking the record for longest pass attempts without an interception. Yeah. As we saw throughout the season, he started to turn the ball over more. So you can't expect that 350 yards, two touchdowns. You know, I think you can agree that was his best road performance. Um, you know, Denver was at home, so not his best performance at all. That was probably his best performance of the season. But this through the air was probably his best performance in Tampa. So uh, Brian Branch was out too this game. Uh, and the only person the Bucks were missing was Jamel Dean. At corner, who is a good player, but they had everyone healthy on on the back end, so can't expect them to do much than just watch tape from this game. Uh, but they are who they are. Yeah, uh, with your golf, that's point, just my opinion. That was that was I think golf's most impressive game of the year, actually, and it, it, not by like looking at the stats or anything. Just like, and they only scored twenty points, but. Yeah. I remember after that game, I was super impressed with them because the Bucks bring so much damn pressure. You sit in the pocket, finding guys quick, you know, and it, it, he played really, really good that game, um, which was very positive, especially going into this game. Hopefully you can replicate that. Um, but yeah. I'm in Rod, 12 receptions. So you have to think that they're going to be just zoned in on him. So if someone can like uh Khalif Raymond can step up in that slot. Cause I mean, Aminra was getting his only his long on 12 receptions was only 27 yards. So, I mean, they were picking them apart underneath. Yeah. And it was that touchdown with when Craig Reynolds had that block. I don't know if you remember. Yep. It. Oh yeah. Down the sideline. Uh, yep. I don't know if Khalif's going to play. He was, he was hurt last week. He got hurt week 18. He, he hasn't practiced yet this week. So I don't, I don't know if Khalif's going to play, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Like a, a look could be. I mean, Josh Reynolds. He started hot last week. Um, Jameson Williams, obviously, he's a home run threat. Laporte, I saw, was thirty nine and a half rec- uh, receiving yards. I know he didn't get a ton of like action last week, um, but he was also coming off like that injury, and I think he's yeah. fairly healthy this week. I could see him really soaring over that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. One of one of my bets this week is I'm on raw 100 plus yards again. I'm just going to keep rocking with that because that's their guy. <laughs> I mean, he, they they go to him. He's such a stud, and he just he just he gets his shit done. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to watch this one. Um, I keep going back and forth in terms of do I lean more of your score prediction, Nick, of 30 to 17, or do I more so think it's going to be like a field goal game? Um, I'm having a lot of trouble with it, to be honest, and I haven't landed on anything yet. Bucks, like Burns, like you said, they've they've won six out of seven. They're a uh, and if you just get a little bit of confidence in this league, sometimes you can really carry that. And their defense, specifically, that I know is against the Panthers, but they carried that. They made they made sure that they won that game against Carolina, nine to nothing, and then they beat the Eagles 32 to nine. So I'm just wondering if that defense is starting to like really get some confidence and play good ball at the right time. With that said, going into Detroit divisional round, another part of me feels like this is Seahawks versus bears in the 2010 playoffs all over again, when the (laughs) Seahawks were like seven and nine that year. And they beat the, uh, I want to say they beat the saints in the wild card when Marshawn had that run. Yeah. And then they went into Chicago and they got their asses kicked. Um, part of me feels like it's that type of game as well. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I agree. That's like, 
that's like one of the things you can kind of uh you can kind of uh what am I ding Baker on is like it's great to see that emotion, but like he is so overly emotional. It's like that's gotta be exhausting and draining every single time out. I get that's this whole MO, don't doubt Baker, it'll bite you in the ass, but it's like will it though? Like he has two playoff wins now. Let's let's pump the race. Yeah. Have you guys seen uh CJ Gardner Johnson and him were bickering back and forth yeah. a little bit? I mean, dude, CJ's gotta yeah. shut his goddamn mouth. I, I don't I don't <laughs> want talking. I, I, I hated that. Um but yeah, I don't know. Now I'm also second guessing like just my score prediction 30-17. I mean, that's like kind of a, a, a like like they handle them. It's I don't know. I'm just in a weird spot. I'm not I'm just not used to being in this situation. But I don't know. I'll I'll be confident in my boys, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just have to I mean, again, look at the fact basically Montgomery and Gibbs didn't play. They won't yeah. have any tape on that duo against their particular scheme and their team even though they played the season and that's those are two huge factors so yeah i do like the over though i will say that all right very good boys last game on this on the slate we got the kansas city chiefs at the buffalo bills bills are a three-point favorite at home in orchard park (laughs) We finally, finally get to see these two teams play a playoff game in Buffalo and not Kansas City. Praise Jesus. Patrick Mahomes' first (laughs) playoff game on the road in his career over under is 45 and a half Sunday, 5.30 p.m. I am looking forward to this one for sure. Yeah. Bernice, I think you should leave us. Dude, oh, my God. I don't even know if we're going to watch this game. Like it's gotten to the point where I just hate the Chiefs so much that I don't even enjoy football. <laughs> like when when they are on the TV, yeah. <laughs> like oh my god, I just hate Mahomes. He just cries and whines on every single play, and then just when there's a flag, he's just like pointing <laughs> pointing down the field. I hate that shit too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to just wring his neck like Homer Simpson and Bart. <laughs> just fucking <laughs> oh, uh, but the game itself. Uh, I mean, it's uncharted territory, right? Uh, Mahomes has done all of his winning at home. I mean, Kansas City is obviously, you know, right up there. It's Kansas City and Foxborough are probably 1A and B on the biggest playoff home field advantages. So, um, I mean, that's how Brady was able to have such successful uh, playoff run, right? They'd always get the bye, so they'd always just have two wins in Foxborough to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. When you're really good, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, super. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier. Um, As for the game itself, I mean, this is obviously a a different Chiefs team than we've ever seen. Uh, They're relying on their defense more than their offense. Kelsey hasn't scored in seven games, as crazy as that sounds. Mm. Um, So anytime touchdown for Kelsey might be a look. Uh, Just you'd think that a less of he's due versus he's going to get back to his mean i mean the guy knows how to score touchdowns that's what he's built a career off of uh josh allen though crazy stat when he's playing defenses that have allowed less than 20 points per game he's 26 and one 20 wins six losses one draw against the spread 77 percent 
against the spread. That's second best ever in the last 20 years. Behind who? Tom Brady. Wow. So it's a good stat. Yeah, and and like we talked about earlier with the recap, I mean, Bills don't turn the ball over. They're a completely different team. Uh, James Cook has clearly been the run game they've needed the past few years when they can't get it across the line. Uh, So him and Allen, obviously Allen isn't going to bust off 50-yard runs every fucking game, but they were close to 200 yards rushing last game. Pretty well balanced. Diggs starting to get involved. Um, You just worry about Mahomes. It's weird saying this playing from behind does he have anyone he can trust if kelsey isn't available uh meaning the defense takes kelsey out of the play uh you know mvs has had his drops tony didn't even play last game uh gonna rely on rasheed rice you know who knows he's a really good player uh the one thing i will be taking 13 to 1 i already know the narrative the rule was set in place because of these two teams yes going to overtime 13 to 1 there's no fucking doubt in my mind this game's going to overtime. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I think it'll be I'm really looking forward to this game. Um I think it's going to be a very close game. I do like the Chiefs plus two and a half though, and I do think the Chiefs are going to win. My score prediction is 23-21 Chiefs. Um it's kind of talking about yeah, sorry. I was kind of talking about it earlier in a group message with Mayor, but I know the Chiefs haven't been the normal Chiefs this year. They don't have any weapons. Kelsey hasn't been the same. Um, but dude, the Bills are just so damn weird. They're they're just so <laughs> weird. And even that Steelers game got a little like kind of weird in you know in in the uh, third quarter. Um, They've just they've just had weird games. Um, give me Mahomes. Give me Andy Reid. Just, just you know, playoffs are just a different animal. Um, just give me those guys. That's kind of my my only angle, and that's me talking right now on Thursday. If you if you talk to me Sunday, I could be I could be all over the Bills, but right now, yeah. give me the points. Give me the Chiefs. Uh, I like the Bills. Let's go. He likes the Bills. But Let's go. I'm also I'm also a closet Bills fan, so I'm always cheering for the Bills. <laughs> uh, That's why you had us go to Buffalo. Uh, His two favorite teams. Yeah, yeah. Win yeah. Win. I, I thought I thought the Bills looked good against Pittsburgh overall, which was promising to see. I thought Kansas City looked good against Miami. Uh, man, I mean, if the Bills can like control the run game from the Chiefs. And I don't think it's like overwhelmingly good that Chiefs run game. Don't get me wrong. Pacheco's a nice back and, you know, they're all right, but I don't think they're an elite running attack. Then you're putting the ball in Mahomes' hand, which is always a, not a bad thing. But you got Rice, you got Kelsey, and Nick, as you said, they got nobody else there. Noah Gray, Justin Watson, MVS, Richie James, Hardman. I think that Bill's defense is playing well enough right now to make some key stops. And offensively, I like the balanced approach that they have right now. And I'm starting to wonder if that offense is better without Gabe Davis in the lineup. You know, I kind of like seeing Khalil Shakir uh, get the ball more so than balls thrown Gabe Davis's way. Not to like throw a bunch of slander on him. I'm kind of half kidding, but um, 
Yeah. Um, Bills, they're getting their tight ends involved right now. Kincaid is going off seemingly every week. Uh, Dawson Knox caught a touchdown last week. James Cook, he's a threat rushing the ball and receiving. That Bills offensive line has pretty much been healthy the entire season playing together. They're at home. This is the Bills game to, you know, they like they should win, especially after such a disappointing AFC divisional game last year against the Bengals when they lost. Um, so I like the Bills. I like the Bills to get it done 27 to 20. Um, but I'm really looking forward to this one, boys. I mean, if uh, not now, when will the Bills beat the Chiefs? It's right. got, it, it is kind of one of those things. You're at home. Chiefs are kind of weak. I mean, they're not weak, but, you know, they have their offense. Every, <laughs> yeah. If not now, when? Couple interesting lines. Uh, Chiefs team total over the season is five and thirteen, and then the Chiefs fourth quarter under seventeen and one. Wow, seventeen and one on the under. Do you ride? Also, second half under is sixteen and two. Jeez. Um, yeah, the Chiefs have not been this. I don't predict this being the game uh, last year where we had about 28 points in the final minute and a half. Yeah. Uh, whatever crazy shit, uh, 24 points, whatever crazy shit that, that happened. Uh, yeah, ago. so those are a couple. That was two years ago. Wow, time flies. But those are a couple stats that stick out. Nick, you're, you're 100% right. I mean, they have a few holds on defense, the Bills do. But, like, this is the best you're going to get. You're the probably the hottest team in football. Um, I mean, just in week 11, their odds to win the Super Bowl were 30 to one. And now they're the, they're 650 plus 650 to win the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. And I guarantee you, um, they'll probably be, I don't know. I don't want to think ahead, but uh, I like, I like the under in this game. I think the final is the bills 24. Chiefs 13. I was encouraged to see them play a good game of football against Pittsburgh. And I know that's not like, I'm not, I know it's the Steelers. I get it. But like, they actually looked like a good, competent football team where some, like the Bills went against the Chargers 24 22. Then they tried to lose that game. The Patriots (laughs) 27 to 21. Even the Dolphins game, they, man, they were so weird in that game. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, they finally played like a, a pretty clean game, like a just a normal game of football, which if you're a Bills fan and a supporter, that's got to be encouraging. You're like, okay, we finally played a game where we like looked like ourselves. Yeah. So. <laughs> Makes me uh, more confident in my Bills pick this week. But, man, what a, what a game. And, Nick, I know you're hoping for a Lions win so you can go into that game just, just, I, just enjoying it. Yeah, I know. That, that would be great. It would be a great Sunday night. Uh yeah, if the boys can get it done in the early game, I can just enjoy this game. Throw some bets down. Yeah. Um, Xander, appreciate you um coming coming to the pod with uh some really good, really good stats there. Um those are some really, really good trends. I personally don't have any bets to give out right now. I'll send you my card uh later to be tweeted out. I'm not sure if you guys had anything that you wanted to share. Um, mine, I don't know if I want to make this an official 
play just yet, but oh, I'm deciding. And it actually has to do with the Lions game. But I mean, I will be on Amon Ra over 100 receiving yards. Um, the other one I was looking at was Rashad White, either under 54 and a half rush yards or under 15 and a half attempts. Lions have a really good run defense. Um, I don't know how much the Bucks are going to rely, going to try to rely on their run. Um, I also looked into um, in games where in, in the eight games that the Bucks lost this season, um, Rashad White is averaging about 13 and a half carries a game which is under that 15 and a half mark so i was just looking at and the only game where he hit over 15 and a half in a loss was against the uh texans in that 39 37 like crazy game he had he had 20 attempts but there's a lot of other games where he had you know seven nine eleven ten so not even really close to that 15 and a half so i feel like they abandoned that run pretty quick and if they're losing um, and then just also take into account the Lions run defense, which is what they Lions really rely on that. Um, they rely on stopping the run. So I don't, I don't know if I like his under rushing yards or his rush or his under attempts more. Um, I'll let you know officially. Great. Uh, I've got a couple plays. Um, Jameson, Jameson Williams over 37 and a half rushing receiving yards. Uh, this has hit three of the last four times at home. Um, you have to expect him to show up one of these games, especially possibly down uh, Khalif. Uh, I did take a flyer last game. I thought I felt it in my gut. I feel it more in my gut this game for a Jameson Williams first touchdown. Oh, Should wow. Be right around 20 to 1. Uh, you just have to expect Dan Campbell is a big nuts on the table guy, and I could just see a play action in Montgomery and seen this so many times with Brady and offenses trying to get, get ahead early uh, play action. And then just a, a seam a vertical right down the middle, take a shot at it. Um, so I'll look to play that just a little bit. Uh, Don Travian wicks, like I said, uh, over longest reception, McCaffrey over rushing, receiving. Uh, and then I like the Ravens minus nine. Uh, I have a, my, 10-point teaser again this week, which hit last week, which is minus 120, is get the Ravens and the Niners to money line, and then give me the uh, over in the uh, uh, Detroit-Tampa game down to 39 and a half, or 38 and a half. Wow. Uh, so, I- so Niners money line, part of your part of your lay, or part of your tease. Yeah, I mean... Uh, as much as I'd like to see both of you guys win the Super Bowl in the same year, I mean, football has to be played. And sorry, I won't be actively cheering for against if Mayor and I are watching together. I would never. I'll be cheering for the Packers. I get it. I get it. Yep. Is that it? Yeah. So you want to do a yeah. So you don't have you're not comfortable with the best bet that you have for a, a group parlay. We'll just we'll just save the lock for for the card for everyone that's listening. So do you want to do the group parlay right now or later? No, we'll release it on the card. That's totally fine. Okay. okay. Any closing thoughts before we wrap this NFL divisional round pod? 
some argue this is the best weekend of the year when it comes to uh, football stuff. You know, it's hard to hard to disagree. Um, it's even better when your team's in it. So me and Mayor can enjoy this. Um, but no, I mean, it's about it. Just 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 ready for uh, the weekend. Man, it's just uh, divisional weekend is probably one of my favorite. Just the it's two right. games stacked up. Uh, I mean, the matchups this year, the way they worked out, I don't think there should be any duds, even though there's some, you know, lopsided point spreads on the Saturday. Uh, this just, uh, man, I hope some storylines pan out that we're getting some better storylines, a.k.a. get the Chiefs out of here. Give us some new blood in the in the system. Definitely down for some new blood. Come on. All right, boys. Well, uh, that'll do it. It was a lot of fun. Yep. Great time talking ball. And uh, thanks, everyone, for, for listening and tuning in. Bye. Bye. Love you guys.